The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Breaking news, the Eagles have traded a 2021 fourth-round draft pick to the Cleveland Browns for edge defender Jannard Avery, a 24-year-old former fifth-round selection. Considering that I know very little of Avery, I suggest you check out Benjamin Solak's article on BleedingGreenNation.com detailing the trade. I'll also note that in 2018, PFF had Avery finishing second among rookie edge rushers with 42 pressures, he also notched four and a half sacks. Again, he's 24 years old, saw a serious reduction in playing time after the Browns wanted him to put on weight for a different role. So the Browns found themselves in a square peg round hole situation, and perhaps the change will be a boon for Avery and the Eagles, we'll see. In a concurrent roster move, the Eagles wave Bruce Hector, again, defensive tackle. News is dropping fast and furious, so keep refreshing BleedingGreenNation.com and subscribe to this feed right here to stay updated on all the Eagles moves. Back to John Stolness and at the podium. The Eagles are at the podium, and we've got it all for you right here, powered by SB Nation and BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. And coming up, we're going to hear from Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz with their post-game news conferences. And then we're going to hear from Doug Peterson again with his day-after news conference on Monday, where he had some... I think some positive news regarding injuries and uh, to one speed wide receiver in particular. You're going to want to stick around to hear what Doug had to say about Deshaun Jackson and his potential return to the practice field coming up this week ahead of their game against the Chicago Bears. And we're also going to get give you their thoughts on their big 31 to 13 victory over the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. And as anybody who listens to me regularly knows, I'm not right all that often, but uh um, every now and then, the, the sun shines on a dog's rear end every once in a while, and as you saw on, you may have seen on Twitter, but uh, I certainly mentioned it on the At The Podium that I recorded on Saturday, nailed the score. I really felt like this was a game the Eagles were going to win on Sunday, that they were going to rally behind the Orlando scam drink nonsense, and uh, as you can hear on Saturday, I made the call. We are at our lowest point right now with the Eagles. To me, I think it's a buy-low opportunity. I almost see it as a buy-low to go to go in on the Eagles and, and buy them this week. I think the Eagles will come back. I think I think they're gonna rally around this. I think I think they're gonna rally around the Orlando Scandrick stuff. I think they're gonna rally around Carson Wentz. I really do think this team is gonna put a hurtin' on the Buffalo Bills this Sunday. I'm gonna say Eagles thirty one, Buffalo Bills thirteen. And you know from my past predictions, I have I picked the Lions to beat them, I picked the Vikings to beat them. I don't I don't look at these games on emotion very much. I do think this Sunday is an emotion win. And one of my heroes growing up has been WIP's Ray Dinger. You know, he's written, he knows more about the Eagles than anyone. And I just, I love listening to Ray. I, I consider him the, the oracle of the Eagles. And uh, the fact that uh, Angelo Cataldi on the WIP Morning Show brought up my prediction uh, on Monday morning and uh, was talking to Ray Diddy about it, uh, just, I mean, that's just, I can die happy now. Take a listen. This is amazing. Because uh, obviously both of us are experts. I'm currently ranked just above you in the Philadelphia <laughs> rankings, who are both below John Stolness right now, who predicted to the exact score what was going to happen yesterday, Ray. Is that unbelievable? 31-13, he nailed it. Who was this? John Stolness, who does the Bleeding Green Nation podcast. Oh, really? Yes, he nailed it. Now, I guaranteed the win. I had a little more assertiveness in it. And I believe you picked the Bills. Is that right, Ray? Uh, I certainly did. It's shameful. Uh, so, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about things. The Eagles came away with an all-important victory, 4-4 four and four now on the season. That just changes the outlook of the season so, so much. 
And so before we move on and uh, look ahead at the Chicago Bears on Sunday, let me give you my three things that I uh, think are the most important items to come out of the game on Sunday. And as we saw in the game against Green Bay, the most important thing for this Eagles offense to function is for the offensive line to play at an elite level, specifically in the running game. I, everybody's been talking about Doug needs to call more running plays here on Monday. Every Doug needs to call more running plays. We see how, how good the running game worked with Jordan Howard back there. They just need to give Jordan Howard more touches. I agree that having a good running game gives this team more balance. I've been talking about that, especially when you're playing in 12 personnel. But what really set the Eagles apart yesterday, the Eagles have tried running the ball this year. We got angry at Doug for running the ball on three straight plays uh, when they were down 14-7 to to the Cowboys a couple weeks, uh, two weeks ago. We got mad when the Eagles took the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands and he didn't make his first passing attempt until the last play of the first quarter against Minnesota. This is not something where you just want to feed the run if it's not working. What you need is for your offensive line to actually make the running game productive. And what that's what they did on Sunday. Miles Sanders, I think, is starting to get it a little bit too. We're going to get into some of Miles Sanders' uh, statistics from the day on Sunday. He had a he had a pretty big game, but like in Green Bay, the unit established itself in the running game and opened up big holes for the running backs. This was the best running day of the Doug Peterson era, 218 yards, and it's not just because he decided to run more, and it's not just because the running backs did better. It's because the holes were there. And Sanders, in limited touches, uh, with that long touchdown run that he broke off, when he and Jordan Howard were both in the backfield in 21 personnel, it was it was a fantastic run and a great design, as you'll hear from Doug in the Monday news conference. That it was it came that play call came from an unusual source. They need to do more of that. Uh, they need to really have Sanders and Howard in the backfield uh, with Howard as the lead blocker on that play. Worked beautifully, and Sanders is starting to get it, guys. He's starting to follow his blockers. He's starting to stay within the game script. He's a rookie. He didn't play much in Penn, at Penn State behind Saquon Barkley, so this has been a learning process for him. I'm not saying that everything's been fixed with, with Miles Sanders, but he is, he is in some pretty incredible company right now. He also had a long, pa- a long pass reception on a screen, um, and that was the other, the other big thing that really opened up, and I, I think as much as the running game, the fact that they found creative ways to get the screen game going was huge. This was a staple of Andy Reid offenses, and it was always so awesome to see them rip off huge chunk plays in the screen game because if executed right, the screen play is beautiful. You get two or three offensive linemen out blocking for a running back, and he can just direct traffic and and stay behind those big boys as they're running down the field for 20-yard gains, 25-yard gains. Miles Sanders had one of those on Sunday afternoon, and he followed his blockers beautifully. And it, it's amazing. This stat is fantastic. This came from Ruben Frank at NBC Sports Philadelphia. Miles Sanders has more catches of 25 yards or more than Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Larry Fitzgerald, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, or DeAndre Hopkins this year. That stat is nuts. That stat is absolutely nuts. Miles Sanders, as a receiver out of the backfield, has been the pass-catching back that we were hoping the Eagles would get this past offseason. And now maybe it was just one run, but now maybe we're starting to see Miles Sanders work within the running game. And and listen, Jordan Howard, people are already talking about a contract extension for him. Let's see how the rest of the year goes. But if he continues to play this way throughout the end of the season, I would have no problem bringing Jordan Howard back. Uh, on an extension, as long as he's willing, as, wi- as long as he's willing to be in part of a timeshare with Miles Sanders, and I think that's just how his career is going to be. That's how most running backs, most coaches use their running backs now in the NFL. So I'm a little bit concerned about the shoulder injury for Miles Sanders, but uh, as you'll hear Peterson talk about in the Monday news conference, I think they're optimistic that he's not going to miss any time. And again, this all comes back to the offensive line. Protection issues, what they weren't as great protecting Carson Wentz as they have been, but they were pretty good. I think Andre Dillard's playing pretty well for a rookie, and he's probably going to be in the starting lineup again next week against the Chicago Bears. I think Dillard's been very good. I think we're going to see him. I think we're going to see that this is a first-round pick that really pans out because as he gains more experience, he's going to get even better, and he's holding his own out there. He's really doing a good job in the run game and in the pass game right now. He's going to give up some sacks. That's just how it is with a rookie left tackle, and he's he's going to face better competition, but the Buffalo Bills were not a patsy defensively. This was not this was not a team that you felt like you could just run all over. And so this was a pretty impressive performance by the offensive line. For this team to be successful, especially with Deshaun Jackson out, they're going to have to get the offensive line to continue to play like this on a week-in, week-out basis. If they can do that, 
this team can score points. But 12 personnel has to be the base while Deshaun's out. That seems to be where they are right now. They have to start faster. Still too slow of a start. Three points in the first quarter is not enough on three possessions. They have to start quicker. They have to get touchdowns on some of their opening drives. They just have to. They can't keep falling from behind. But at least in this case, the defense really held their own. And that takes me to my second thing. Getting Darby and Mills back outside as your starters is going to make a big difference. And you're going to get Craven LeBlanc back. You're going to get Avante Maddox back here pretty soon. Sidney Jones was no longer benched this week. He was back out there. So he wasn't riding the pine. You had him back out there. And as you get these cornerbacks back, I think you're going to see a much a much healthier rotation. You might actually play Maddox at some safety uh, at some, you know, some here in the in the latter part of the season. But it's clear having two legit starters at cornerback makes a difference. Ronald Darby with that pass breakup on 4th and 10 really sealed the deal. And that's a play NFL cornerbacks have to make. Sometimes you need your NFL cornerback to play one-on-one against a wide receiver and knock a ball down. That's how this goes. That's, you know, that's what you expect your your number one cornerbacks to do. So I think you just see the it's they're not going to be pro bowlers, but there is a little bit of an elevation of talent there at the cornerback position now with Darby and Mills out there. This team, as as you heard Kiston Solak mention on the Kiston Solak postgame show, is they need to get off the field on third and longs. The fact that they still give up the number of third and longs that they do, it's going to hurt them more than when they're not playing Josh Allen and and Mitch Trubisky. When they got to play Russell Wilson and they got to play uh, Tom Brady, when you get those guys in third and long, you got to seal the deal. And they didn't do that against Buffalo. Luckily, it didn't hurt them because the Buffalo offense is simply not very good. But that's a big problem that Jim Schwartz has to figure out. He has got to figure out a way to get his defense off the field on third and long. But a healthy Darby allows this defense to do more of what Schwartz wants. Fletcher Cox had his had his best game of the season in the middle of the defensive line. That was great to see. Brandon Graham still playing pretty well. He flashes. You know, Brandon Graham doesn't have a, a big game every week, but every now and then, uh, once every month, once every, you know, twice a month, he'll have a a solid game and that's what he had that's what he had yesterday. He made disruptive plays. And you see when this Eagles defense gets turnovers, it helps the offense out. We talked about in the Green Bay game getting Carson Wentz some help, giving Carson some short fields is a big help. He asking this guy to go 75 80 yards in every drive is just it's not conducive to winning football games or putting points on the board. So Good to see the defense step up, especially with Darby and Mills back there in the secondary. Still some work to do there, but especially as they get Craven back and they get Avante back, I think the secondary will finish this season this year like they finished last year. They were pretty good at the end of last season. That's why we were all so optimistic and why we were so high on the cornerback position coming into the season. They have a lot of depth. They just need people to get healthy, and they need people to perform up to expectations. So that brings us to our third thing. If the Eagles had fallen to 3-5, and five, Howie Roseman would not be doing much at the trade deadline here this week. I guarantee it. But now that they're 4-4, four and four, Howie's going to make some moves. Roseman's got to get some help, and he knows it. And getting to 4-4 four and four means Howie will be aggressive. Mike Florio said that the Eagles are looking to do something fun at the deadline this week. Jay Glazer on Fox said the Eagles are looking to add some star power and are expected to be big buyers this week. Uh, the Eagles will probably be shipping out Halapulavati Vitae. They might try and get rid of Nelson Aguilar, too, in one of these deals. Um, if Vitae goes, it'll probably just be for draft picks, but you can use those picks maybe as part of packages to go out and get yourself, I think, a wide receiver. They need a wide receiver more than anything else. Um, I, I think they do need a defensive tackle as well. Cornerback, frankly, now is my is my number three. It's down to number three on my list of needs for this team. Um, I think they. I think a wide receiver is absolutely job number one. They have to get some improvement there. They they need another re- reliable receiver because, quite frankly, what the Eagles have on the outside right now is just not getting it done. BLG tweeted this out. In the last five games, Nelson Aguilar has 285 snaps, 11 catches, 93 yards for an 8.5 average, zero touchdowns, one fumble. Alshon Jeffrey, 282 snaps, 25 catches, 268 yards, and two touchdowns for a 10.7 yards per catch average. Mac Hollins, this is the most amazing thing. 182 snaps, one catch, 13 yards, no touchdowns. And once again, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside did not see the field on Sunday. 29 snaps over the last five weeks, no catches, no yards, no touchdowns. This team needs wide receiver help. So, where do they go? Robbie Anderson is the guy you're hearing talked about the most. And I think that's the most likely target. 
I, I think he gives them exactly what they need. He's young. He's, he's It's an expiring contract, but my guess is if he's productive here at the end of the season, the Eagles would try to extend him and, and have him for a longer term. And so then you're looking at adding a, a speed guy on the field for when Deshaun Jackson's out. And then when Deshaun comes back, hey, hey, two speed guys. You can't, why not both? Of course you can have two speed guys on the field at the same time. Then maybe now you're actually running into the problem where the Eagles have too many weapons. That was a worry of mine at the start of the season. Let me tell you, folks, it hasn't been a worry since week one. Um, They've got a, I think Robbie Anderson probably costs you a third rounder. Um, Maybe if you include a player in there, you can can get him uh, for a a third rounder. Um, I don't think he's going to cost you a second. Uh, but there's guys like A.J. Green out there. The Bengals say they're not dealing A.J. Green, but why wouldn't they at this point? They should. Uh, Devontae Parker is a target. Uh, we know that the Saints and Jaguars are both looking for help at wide receiver, but there seems to be enough out there. The big splash would be if the report, and I think it was Jason Lockenfora, so take it for what it's worth, DeAndre Hopkins of the Texans could be available under contract for two more years at $12.5 million. He would cost two first-rounders at least. But I think I'd pull the trigger on two first-rounders for DeAndre Hopkins. That dude is an absolute stud. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think DeAndre Hopkins, why would a 5-2 and two team with uh, Deshaun Watson get rid of one of the best wide receivers in football? That makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. So I don't think he's going anywhere. But I would absolutely give up a three for Robbie Anderson. And I would be very interested in guys like A.J. Green and Devontae Parker. They need help at the wide receiver position. They They... You can run the ball, and that if that offensive line is doing what they did on Sunday, that's great, but you can only patch up. You can only gloss over the lack of production at wide receiver for so long. Uh, cornerback help, Darius Slay might be available. Uh, Patrick Peterson, the Cardinals are said to be refusing all those trade offers, but who knows if by tomorrow maybe they're starting to think a little bit differently. Chris Harris is a guy you hear a lot, Denver's cornerback, a slot corner who can play on the outside. That might cost you a third rounder. Uh, guys like Josh Norman and Aqib Talib are also said to possibly be available. And then along the defensive line, Derek Wolf of the Broncos has four sacks in the last three weeks. Would probably cost you a day three pick. Uh, the Bengals' Geno Atkins maybe could be available. He's a little bit older uh, if it costs you just like a fourth or a fifth round pick. And if you're on, I mean, the big the big thing here too is at four and four, yeah, the Eagles made a trade for Golden Tate last year at four and four. But this year's four and four feels different because if they can handle business against the Chicago Bears on Sunday and get to five and four, which they should, a home game against Mitch Trubisky, you should win that football game, get yourself to 5-4 and four going into the bye. Right now, according to Mike Clay of ESPN, the Eagles have the eighth easiest schedule the rest of the way, and that includes games against the Bears, the Seahawks, and the Patriots. So right now, the eighth easiest schedule. Even before you get to those games, Dallas has the 19th easiest schedule, and the Eagles are now just a half a game behind Dallas. If all of these teams, if the Eagles and Cowboys take care of the business they're supposed to take care of, week, week 16 at home against the Cowboys, essentially becomes a playoff game. The winner of that game wins the division. And that is most likely what the Eagles are gearing up for now. This second half run where you're looking at that Week 16 game against the Cowboys, if you can beat the Bears, if you can win one of the two games against the Seahawks and Patriots, and frankly, it's more important to beat the Patriots, pardon me, the Seahawks, for conference playoff tiebreakers than it is to beat the Patriots. You win two of those three games, and that's asking a lot of a team that just was coming into Sunday on a losing streak and being a good Buffalo team on the road, but, you know, a Buffalo team that isn't packed with stars, that's asking a lot to win two of those three games. But if this team is going to compete for the division, that's what they have to do. So maybe the Orlando Scandrick nonsense got everybody together, rallied the locker room. Maybe the Eagles have found themselves an identity on offense. Maybe they get Deshaun Jackson back. Maybe they make a trade for an impact player at wide receiver. If this team gets more production at the wide receiver position, now all of a sudden you're looking at an offensive unit that can really score and really move the ball. So that's what needs to happen here in the second half in order for this team to move forward. All right, so let's go to the podium, and uh, let's go hear from uh, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, and then you'll hear from Doug Peterson with his Monday afternoon news conference. I was proud of them um, and how they really – how they handled their business here in the last this last week with all the some of the distractions around our football team and how they were able to kind of put that away, focus on this football game, and, and just do their job, you know. And this is really a great team win, and, and I told them that after the game. This, this, was the most rush, this was the most rushing yards during your time here. What was working today on the ground? Well, I credit the offensive line, the tight ends. Um, you know, Jordan Howard had a big game, but but really, 
I think coming into this game, um, this, this is a good defense, good front. Let me tell you that right right up at the beginning here. But but uh, I felt comfortable, and really the conditions, the conditions kind of warranted uh, more of a running game. Um, and and so uh, you know our offensive line is, is a very prideful group, and uh, they they want to run. They'd, they'd run the ball the whole game if you could. But uh, they just did a great job up front. Jordan, um, gosh, ran ran extremely hard and. Uh, uh, pleased with how we handled that today. So, on that long eight-plus-minute drive in the fourth quarter, um, that key third and ten, you, you had a design run with Carson that you picked up. Um, did you make that play call because of you know you're really in this game? Like, is that a call that you make if you're seven and zero, for example? Um, well, it wasn't a design run. Oh. It was a screen, and there was a, a, a defensive player in his throwing lane, and, and he just pulled it down, and took off. I mean, that, that's Carson making a play. Um, and and uh, just uh, great great play by him, great execution, obviously. And uh, you know, he played really really tough today. The secondaries received a lot of criticism lately. Where'd you, how do you think they performed today? Thought they stepped up. Um, you know, criticism. Um, you know, we've had some injury back there, and uh, you know, we've 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 held it together. Guys, coaches have done a great job of coaching their players and. You know, today, you know, Darby was back full and we had Jalen back out there. I mean, you know, so the secondary, Sydney was out there today. And so, we're, you know, we're starting to get those guys healthy and, and back out on the field. I thought they really uh, did a nice job against, uh, you know, some really good skilled players, you know, for the Bills. Um, did a nice job. So, Miles Sanders, a 65 yard touchdown. Jordan Howard was in there almost, seemed like he was pulled back to be blocked. Would you put in that player? Yeah, it was a new, new kind of a play we wanted to put in. Um, uh, this week, take advantage of, of our you know two two running backs. Um, Jordan had a tremendous block on that play. And Miles just uh, so kind of pulled away and, and showed his speed. Um, you know, just a, a wrinkle play we had up. You know, I ran it earlier in the first uh, in the first half. Uh, Carson had uh, an opportunity to throw it to Alshon over on the right side and it was incomplete, so came back with it in the second half. So with all the drama the last week or so, you guys have come up here and get a win after what's been a tough. I think we just got to learn, you know, from kind of what we've gone through and, and, and really, you know, these first eight games, um, we just got to focus on football and, 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 and come to work every day and, and keep doing, keep doing really frankly what they did this week in practice and their preparation and, you know, uh, do the best they can to eliminate some of the distraction around the team and, um, you know, it's a, it's a close locker room, and, and I think today was, was proof of that, uh, how well these guys played together, the, the, you know, the excitement, the enthusiasm showed today. Uh, it was a really, really good team win. Now, granted, it's only week eight, but given your record coming in, was this a winner or else to be good? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it was, uh, I'd say it's a, a pretty close to that. Um, you know, we needed a win. Um, you know, to keep us at, at, at four and four and, and keep us, uh, you know, in, in the hunt, I guess, in the conversation. It would have been a lot harder had we had lost this football game, you know, to come back and, and try to make a, make a run. But uh, we were just focused on going 1-0 this week. Malcolm Jenkins said that he didn't, or the team didn't have a players-only team meeting in all his years here with Eagles so far and had one this week. Did you kind of talk with them about that, about having one, and, and how impressed were you with the leaders kind of leading the way? This yeah, and all I really know about it is uh, I, I uh, when I met with the player committee on Wednesday, um, they, they approached me about it and, and wanted to do that. So uh, it was in their hands. How impressed were you with the leadership leading the way? For the I, I think it's just uh, it's a step in the right direction. You know, for those guys to step up and kind of take ownership, things we talk about, um, you know, they went out and they earned it today. And uh, I think it's a, it's a great step forward for, for our leaders of our football team and, um, you know, for them to – listen, being a leader is not about being perfect and everybody makes mistakes, but but they, they owned it and they stepped up and, and really led today. Having guys like uh, Rodney and Malcolm on the scout team, what, what type of message and examples does that show for the younger guys in soccer? Just shows that everybody, you know, everybody's got to perform. Everybody has to play, and and uh, we're we're trying to win each week. It's hard to win in this league, and um, for them to do that and, and give our offense a quality look, um, it's nothing against the guys that uh, you know practice that all the time, and, and and they also wanted to get more work as well and get go go against uh, you know Alshon and Zach and you know Nelly and guys like that. So it's just uh, um, it's. It's really, really good from a leadership standpoint that they do that. And with the Packers game, you mentioned that a recipe for this team could be running the ball. 
and efficiency from Carson. You mentioned the weather, but was this going to be the game plan regardless, or, or, or was it because of conditions? Um, you know, you, you always want to, I think, try to establish that, you know, run run game and, and, and settled in that way. But um, today, two quarters, you could kind of do some things with your offense, and the other two quarters, it was tough because of the weather. So it was probably a little more more weather-oriented than anything. But on that final drive, you were going against the, the wind, um, and it was a 13-play drive again with more than eight minutes. Is that your best drive of the season? Yeah, because it's, you know, it's kind of the last one. Um, but um, it, it's impressive. Uh, the guys really, again, took it upon themselves. We, you know, we rode the offensive line, the tight ends, um, and you know, found a way to win. Uh, we talked a lot about this week about about finishing. You know, it's one of the things that we had to focus on a little bit and do a better job of that. And and uh, that was a great example of that. Well, so Carson's game was last it in one your one. face, uh, or was it just the fact that a lot of teams come here and say it's swirls and it's tricky? And yeah, today, today the for us the second and fourth quarters it was really into our face. The rain was kind of coming down sideways a little bit there, and, and it was it was a challenge, challenge throwing the ball. But uh, I, th- I thought, you know, we had a, I think we had a drive, they had a drive, you know, into the wind and and uh, scored. So, uh, you know, listen, this is the this is the National Football League, and and uh, we got to be smart, but at the same time we ask our players to to do that as well. With the way Carson played, how would you assess him? Um, man, I thought uh, I thought he played extremely well today. Uh, he played tough, made some great decisions. Um, uh, with it, you know, even and, and 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 again, it goes back to not only the run game helped him, but uh, you know, even even for me too as a play caller, trying to put him in some situations to be successful, and he he handled those extremely well. Um, Overall, looking at it, just you know, thinking back on the game, I, I thought he played. He played smart. He played tough. Played aggressive. Uh, threw the ball well. He was accurate. Uh, you know, helped us uh, stay on the field on I think eight of fifteen or something third down. So um, played played good today. All right, thanks, guys. First one. First one was a, a naked play, and um, Dan just got wide, so I just saw green grass, took it. Um, second one was a screenplay. Guy was in the throwing lane and just kind of took it and ran and made a play. And um, that drive was huge. That drive was huge. Those plays were huge. The, the way we were able to run the ball in that drive, um, the way we could finish the game like that, that was big for us. The second one. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting weather. Uh, interesting weather. Um, probably as windy as I've played in. Um, Took me back to the good old days on the on the playground, probably back in North Dakota. That wind, but um, yeah, I mean, you, had, you were cognizant of which direction you're going with the wind against the wind, and um, you know that to some extent that maybe changes play calls a little bit. Um, but uh, the way we were able to run the ball today, that was huge for us. That second run, uh, take me through that. When did you realize that you were better off talking right? Um, right when the DN was in the throwing lane, and at that point, I was I just <laughs> went into improv mode and, and made a play. Um, the guys had a screen set up for the receiver, and I just tried to get get in behind it as best I could. You had another third down conversion on that drive to pass the uh, back down to the side. Did you see the first progression on that? He he crushed his guy off the line. You know, I saw his release, um, and, and that was that was the route right there. And he he got wide open on the corner, did a great job. And I know he had a really quiet game otherwise, but you know when we needed him, uh, he he stepped on mid-heat play. Carson, yes. Carson, there's been so much turmoil on and off the field the last few weeks. How does a win like this on the road in tough conditions help bring you guys together? Yeah, this win was huge for us. Obviously, um, conditions going on the road every time. I mean, shoot, this was our third straight road game. That's, that's tough, you know, to do what we did today, um, to stay together throughout everything and, and to come out and get a big win against a really good football team. Um, that was huge for us and will give us a lot of confidence going forward. Carson, why do you think the three-step motion works so well in today? Um, you know, I think it's just something that we, we like to do um, here and there to just kind of, you know, move the front a little bit, get them, you know, get their eyes um, looking at different things, the jet motions, those types of things. And, uh, we were able to do that and do that effectively tonight. Miles Sanders touchdown, having Jordan in there as well. Jordan's blocked. Yeah, that was um, sweet, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that play, I guess, was put in this week. What, what can that give you when you have a two-button Yeah, I mean, I the first thing I said to Miles, you better give your other boy some love on that because Jordan's block was sweet. I had front row view on that. Um, and to have an explosive run like that, I mean, it's been a while since we've really broke a long touchdown run like that. 
um, and conditions like like they were today, uh, that was huge. That was huge. And Jordan um, being selflessly, he did turn it into fullback right there. Uh, I can't say enough good things about those two with, guys. With that kind of weather, how long does it take to sort of calibrate? Uh, you know, how much you have to adjust your mechanics? Yeah, I mean, you try not to adjust anything, and you know, some you just have to chalk it up. The, the wind's gonna do its thing at times, you know, and so you just uh, obviously you guys saw I was wearing gloves, I was doing something different, but um, you know, guys, guys made plays, um, and, and we were smart with with how we you know attacked in the passing game when when we did. Did you see different things in terms of trying to figure out you needed to wear gloves? Like, how, how did that work? Yeah, pregame definitely came out and was trying it with, with and without gloves, and um, the gloves was uh, ended up being a good decision, um, to, especially with the rain and everything. So, um, but yeah, it was a huge run for it. Was it the one pass that sort of sailed? It seemed uh, rolling out right. Yeah. was that Zach? I think I'm just thankful there was only one that sailed. So yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, just like got away from me. What have you seen from Miles as far as? I mean, obviously the run game production hasn't been what he wants, but from just a confidence standpoint, he's yeah. getting better every week in practice. Um, he's been awesome. He, he's been an incredible rookie. Um, the way he's come in and just wanted to learn, wanted to work. Um, you know, he's obviously had some huge plays in the passing game for us and able to understand um, what we're trying to do offensively in the passing game, uh, in the blitz pickup game, um, and then obviously running the ball. He's always been that big play threat and to, to get a big one tonight uh, or this afternoon, that was huge for us. So when you look back at this this week and everything you guys kind of went through on and off the field, is there something in that team meeting that maybe you felt over into this game? Um, I just think, you know, I said it last weekend um, after the loss to Dallas, you know, I said, you know, I think this is going to bring us closer together. And then obviously there's a lot of other outside uh, noise and everything, but guys were able to just stay together and, and stay focused on the task and um, keep bringing the energy to practice, keep bringing the focus, and we were able to come away with a, a big victory today. So, guys, you approach your, uh, your leadership role this week? challenge Yeah, I mean, just try and keep everyone together. You know, I mean, it's. It's easy uh, when, when losses come to, to want to point fingers and guys, you know, just trying to make sure everyone's on the same page going forward uh, with everything going on. And, and guys did a really good job responding. You guys are at the halfway point of the season. Now you're four and four. I'm sure that's not what you wanted to be at this point. But how do you feel about where the team sits right now as you head into the second half? Yeah, I mean, I feel huge. This was a huge win. Uh, I feel good about it um, against a really good team on the road. Um, like you said, four and four is not what we what we wanted to where we wanted to be. But to, to come away with a victory here. Um, hopefully this can propel us going forward, and I feel good um, going forward that you know we're going to be able to do some good things. I'm would, would you would you like to use more 21, 22 personnel? Just the personnel that you have in that backfield. Um, I think we do a really good job of mixing up uh, our personnel. You know, from uh, doing 11, getting three wideouts, to getting two tight ends, to um, you know we able to get Big V out there in, in some running situations as well. And uh, I think Coach does a really good job of mixing up the personnel and, and playing the matchups uh, wisely. When you get the opportunity to run, do you feel like it just, it just plays to your strengths? Um, you know, I still don't. I mean, a lot of those guys are a lot faster than me, so I do not want to run uh, ever. But uh, when I'm out there, you know, got to make a play. Uh, we were able to do that. And, um, you know, again, I'm not seeking running or anything, but when it's there, I'm going I'm to do it. It does seem like Carson that you try to run or do something call to get you in motion because the offense seems to open up. Do you guys feel that too? Um, I think it did today, uh, for sure. I think, um, you know, coming in, obviously with the conditions, a bigger emphasis on the running game. So to be able to, to run some of those play action bootlegs and those things, uh, I thought were, were huge for us today and it's something we can keep building on. Yeah, how much pressure does it take, take off your shoulders? How much pressure take off your shoulders when you guys are running the ball doing it so successfully? It's huge. It's huge. And it's, it's really our, our recipe. You know, it's, you know, it's how we want to be. We want to be able to run the ball. We want to be able to establish the line of scrimmage. Um, and we were able to do that today. Well, right. You had the game in Green Bay, you had this one, both real critical swing type games. Yeah. Nice to win, but how much is the message going to be? We'd like to avoid these situations. Yeah, together. yeah I mean, without a doubt, um, hopefully this can propel us going forward. Um, and, and, you know, I don't want to call them swing type games, but these are big wins, big key wins on the road. Um, against, you know, like the Green Bay team, this, this is a great team too. Um, and to come in here and, and get a big win, um, like I said, hopefully this can propel us going forward. And now, thankfully, we're at home a couple weeks, so uh, that'll, that'll help a lot. What does it say about the guys in the locker room? Like you said, there's a lot going on this week, a lot of outside noise. That you were able to kind of, as a group, kind of keep it together. Uh, it, it's huge, and I think that speaks a lot to, to the veterans and just um, guys, you know, being hungry, hungry to get back on the field and um, get that, that losing taste out of their mouth and stay together. You know, we, we try and do everything we can to block out all the, the extra noise and everything, and uh, guys were able to do that and do that well this week. Of course, I've seen have trouble finding a stride early, and then 
How much did you feed off that brand new Graham uh, strip sack, whatever it was? Uh, and I think you scored touchdowns for every next five possessions. I mean, how much were you able to feed off that offense? Yeah, I mean, that, that was huge. You know, anytime the defense can uh, can create a turnover, um, that's huge. And then obviously for us to take advantage of that, to the good field position, to take advantage of the momentum. Um, that's really what we try and do every time we step on the field. You know, the defense, we try and control the ball um, offensively, but when the defense can create a turnover, we got to capitalize, and we were able to do that today. So, Carson, 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 long drive on, in the fourth quarter, uh, I think Carson's play that got you in close was your, your throw, so you could keep the wind, I think, to Erickson's time. Yep. What did you see on that play? Um, Erickson did a great job um, getting open, creating separation, um, and uh, – you know, like I, I said earlier, it, it might have been a slower day for him um, with, with catches, but, you know, in the game on the line, like like it was, big, huge play opportunity like that, um, he did a great job getting separation, and uh, I could have almost punted that one to him. He was so going into the win there. How did you, did you have confidence? Yeah, I just, he was so open, you know, yeah. so I just find a way to get it to him. And probably, you know, better ball, he probably gets in the end zone, but I'm just glad to complete it. Two more questions. Time for two more. To Alshon down the left side in the third quarter, what was that play? Um, that was a big one for us, you know, something that we saw um, the first half. So it was a good adjustment that we made at halftime coming out and we were able to take advantage of it and, and get a huge play. Hey, Carson, last question. Carson, last question. Last question. you guys enjoy those long drives when you're able to kind of close your will you That's what we try and do. That's what we try and do uh, offensively and especially in the fourth quarter like that with kind of, the, you know, the game up in the air the way it was. Um, that's the type of drive we want to want to have and seal the deal. Okay. Zach, go ahead. You got one more? Oh, thank you. I just said you got less than we just want to establish line of scrimmage. You know, I think that's with the the big big guys up front that we have. Um, that's that's one of their biggest strengths in establishing the line of scrimmage. And I think everything else that we do, from the play actions, from the bootlegs, the nakeds, um, all of that stems from from those guys controlling the line of scrimmage. So to be able to come in here and control it the way we did uh, was huge for us. Okay. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thanks. Hey, good afternoon. Is there an update on him? Uh, Miles. Yeah, Miles is. Um, uh, Miles is going to be okay. Um, you know, we had further testing done today. Uh, everything came back positive. So uh, we're going to take him day by day this week and, and see where he's at at the end of the week. How about your uh, injured guys who haven't been playing? Anyone returning to practice this week? Um, well, you know, Avante, you know, practice on Friday. Uh, so so he'll be he'll be back in the uh, in the mix uh, in practice this week. We're excited about that. Um, Deshaun, uh, we can begin um, as part of his rehab and, and his protocol. We can we can incorporate him back into practice uh, a little bit on Wednesday. See where he's at, you know, as the week uh, as the week progresses. Um, you know, Darren Sproles, kind of the same way, you know, as he continues to rehab and, and get get healthy, uh, we can incorporate him a little bit this week. Again, see where he's at, uh, you know, week's end. Um, Nigel's day to day. We're going to take him probably a little bit slower, but but day to day with him. Same with Tim uh, Jernigan. Um, uh, who else is out there? Jason. Uh, Jason probably not. Again, still hold him. I believe he's eligible, but uh, he's still he's still working through his rehab. Uh, so we're not we're not there yet with him yet. As far as your other quarterbacks go, uh, you know Rasul. Basically, wasn't through the plate, you know, yesterday, maybe a few snaps. Uh, you, you satisfied with that rotation now? With you know, sitting in your- yeah, I, I thought after watching the tape this morning, I mean, you know, it, it was great to have um, really our, our full secondary, you know, out there, um, minus Craven, but still, you know, I thought Razul, I mean, uh, Darby and, and, and Jalen both played, both played well, uh, played aggressive. Uh, Sydney, um, Sydney did some really good things in the in the slot. Held up nice uh, in there. Safeties played well, so it was good to see those guys, you know, get in there. And then the result came in a couple times when when Jalen stepped out for a breather. But uh, you know, having having a full complement of guys now on the back end has has really helped us. What did you see from all those young D tackles that you had out there? Kind of a work in progress. Um, you know, I thought uh, you know Rush did some good things. You know, pushing the pocket a little bit. Um, you know the other guys just uh, you know just gotta just gotta keep working. You know, I mean it's it's hard. You know, it's hard when you get double teamed and, and different things like that in there and, and, and working working games and there's some timing involved. Um, this will be a big week for them. You know, uh, kind of that second week in their their development. The long completion to Alshon down the left sideline. 
uh, Carson explained that that was an adjustment based off something you guys saw in the first half. Can you explain what that adjustment yeah, was? Yeah, if you remember the f- second, third down of the game, uh, ball was incomplete, knocked down. You saw Alshon, think uh, Wallace knocked, knocked the ball down. And so we, we remembered that, and he remembered that. And so we talked about what we wanted to do on a couple of plays that we had in the game plan and had a chance to get to it there in the second half, um, second possession in the second half, and, and uh, made that adjustment. We had talked through it. And uh, well executed. The Miles Sanders touchdown. Uh, where'd that play come from? Jeff Stoutland. Did he design it? Did he borrow it? Um, it's actually a play that we uh, have in our game plan, or I should say, we have in our run game plan. We've we've worked on it since OTAs. Uh, we've done it with tight ends. We haven't done it with that personnel group, um, and so we worked on it uh, this week in practice and. Uh, Actually ran it once earlier in the game uh, in the first half, and, and we threw the pass, to, to which was the adjustment to that, to, to Alshon. It was incomplete. Came back in the second half, second play. Um, well executed. Great block by uh, Jordan. Um, and, and, and Miles, you did know, you like Miles a, did the rest. Did you like a two-back look at both that all? Because we had the – I actually – well, yeah, I mean, the, the play was in both ways. Actually, I actually called the play – three times, twice with that personnel group and the third time with the tight end in the game, and it was actually a positive run to Jordan as well. So, you know, um, it's just a, just a, you know, again, it's a well-executed play. I mean, I, I liked having the two, you know, because right now teams are focusing on 26 when he's in the game, you know, as a receiver, and, and uh, this was a great way to get both of our guys in the game and and uh, do a little both. That personnel group. I mean, you think that's had a big reason why it worked? Because it's the first time you used it. Um, I mean, yeah, that, and I just think too that it was just, you know, our execution on that play um, is what we wanted. You know, it was a little bit, little bit of a misdirection from the standpoint of where the backs were crossing, um, but uh, again, uh, well blocked up front with the O line. Jordan on uh, on 58 there and and a good run by. After this time, you guys were also four and four coming off a big road win, and then you went and lost two in a row. Um, why do you, do you think Appreciate this team? That. Way to be Debbie Downer today. Did we win? Just wondering if we won the game. <laughs> this team. This guy. Point out you won. <laughs> oh, you are. You just said we lost twice after a after a road victory. win. You just came off a big road victory. Right. Uh, why do you think this team can build off that momentum? Oh, there's the question. Um, you know, I, I think this team, we, we definitely learned from, from uh, you know, our past mistakes and, and failures. And I think uh, we got to take the same approach with the successes we have. And, um, you know, how, how we ran the ball yesterday, um, how the defense, you know, stepped up and played. Our, I thought our secondary, you know, played well. I, I think you take all of that into a positive and, and – um, we use that moving forward. You know, we, I look at the way we practiced last week and the intensity that we had and how our leaders really stepped up and, and, and handled the team. And, uh, you know, those are all positive that we can take forward uh, into this week, which is another, you know, great test for our team. You know, it's a good, good team coming in here. Um, and and that's, that's what we have to do. If we want to be a good team, um, you know, we've got to take, we've got to take this now and, and move forward with it. And, and learn from it. It's a new week. We got to kind of kind of reset and uh, and do it all over again. When off on the running. Gone, do you find yourself looking more to the run than you thought maybe you would be coming into the season? Um, well, I mean, obviously with with not having Deshaun, you know, um, uh, that's that's definitely a possibility. And and I look I look at the success we've had and some of the wins that we've had this year and, and the amount of points. I think we've been over thirty points in the four wins, and and part of that's due to the run game. So I think that's. That's a formula for us, um, and you know, being efficient in the passing game, you know, as Carson was yesterday, and and uh, uh, being able to manage that, I think. And, and the other thing too, I mean, listen, we're, we're we didn't get ourselves in, into a hole. I mean, we weren't down, you know, two scores uh, in the game yesterday, so that's also a positive. Um, something we we struggled with the last couple of weeks. Uh, just before, right after Brandon Graham's strip sack. Your first two plays were Miles runs, and Jordan was obviously running the ball really well at that point. Um, what kind of, and, and that was before the big run, obviously. What kind of went into Miles in that situation? It was it was a huge situation in the game. Um, is that just kind of one of the? We didn't. Kid? I mean, we didn't think twice about who was necessarily in the game at that time. Uh, 
just just the fact that we wanted to score. We got the turnover and we wanted to you know produce points. It didn't really matter. We did give it to Jordan as we got closer to the goal line, obviously uh, down there, uh, and then Miles on the two point conversion. So. Um, yeah, at that time we didn't really consider. What I'm getting at is, I mean, how important is it that even if Jordan is running the ball well and Miles at that point, you know, hadn't really broken any big ones, that you still kept Miles involved and kept him, you know, as part of the. Well, up to that point, I think it was what a seven to three ball game. At that time, still right. Yeah. Yeah. It was seven to three, so yeah. we really hadn't done much offensively and so we were still trying to find our way just a little bit and we were going into the wind I mean there's all kinds of factors there but um yeah we didn't we didn't think twice as far as who the runner was I mean we Miles had a couple good runs early Jordan had some runs early and um just part of the plan as a follow-up on Miles it, it, it seems he's he's different in terms of his explosiveness than just about any back you've had during your time here have, have you had to um find new ways to get him in space or, or adjust your offense because of him? Um, we're looking into all that. I, I think we have to be careful. He's a young player. He's still a rookie. He's still learning, you know, the game. He's learning blocking schemes. I, I think we got to be careful to, to put too much on his plate, you know, right now. But we are, as a staff, have been exploring other options, you know, with him. Obviously, catching the ball is, is a positive. We know what he can do running the ball and – and all that, so that's something that we've, we're continuing to, to look into with him. Last, last three games, Doug, uh, Matt Collins doesn't have a single target despite being out there quite a bit. Uh, how do you get more production from, from that spot? Um, well, I, I know that there's one football, and, uh, you know, the ball typically finds guys that, uh, you know, it's whether it's the first or second progression of the play, and, and – um, you know, Max doing everything we ask him to do. And, uh, um, you know, we're going to continue to, uh, you know, keep keep working there, um, keep putting him in the game. You know, you know, if we get Deshaun back, I mean, obviously that'll – he might take, you know, a step back just a little bit. But – and we've played a lot more 12 personnel as well, keeping our tight ends on the field and, and gone that route. But – Mac is uh, Mac's a big part of of, of the offense, uh, and we ask him to do other things, you know. Um, and and he's he's a guy that uh, uh, is willing to to give of himself to the team, you know, at times. And uh, you know he's been very productive doing that. So how do you think Andre Jones' second start went? Uh, uh, well, uh, really well. I I think this guy, uh, gosh, I mean he he's. You watch him pass off games. You watch his athleticism. You know, um, again against a a really good defensive end, pass rush guy, and um, he he did he did, uh, and even in the run game, uh, you're starting to see you know that progression with him take over in the run game. I, he he played he played well, and uh, it's that's encouraging. Obviously, we'll keep him keep him coming. How he made two trade deadline deals the last two years. Do you just go in knowing how much he loves to to make moves? You just anticipating that this will happen in the next 24 hours? Yeah, again, you know, um, it, it's got to be right. we got to do what's right for the Philadelphia Eagles and our team and, and uh, you know, uh, making sure this – if it happens that, the, you know, um, the player coming in here is, is somebody that can, that can help us. But at the same time, you know, I look at, look at our roster, where we are, and um, the guys that are, you know, on the horizon as far as coming back and – you know, helping us out too. I mean, that's that's a part of this as, as well. So, uh, if it happens, you know, if it happens, great. We'll 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 welcome that. Um, but uh, you know, we're always looking to to add value, add depth, obviously, and uh, go from there. The last couple of years, it was kind of. Across the way here, I know, across the way here, the Phillies are getting set to introduce Joe Girardi officially as their new manager. As a fellow Philadelphia head coach, do you have any advice for him coming to the city? I, not not much advice. I don't think I don't think for him and his track record, what he's done and accomplished as a manager, it's uh, it's it's great for the for the city of Philadelphia. It's great for the Phillies, obviously, um, to, to to get a man of of, of his stature and, and, and his his track record. Um, you know, I would say that uh, you know, be open, be honest uh, with everybody, the fans, with the media, um, and uh, you know, eyes wide open.
But uh, wish wish him the best of luck and, and uh, look forward to meeting him. With the, trade, with the trade deadline, like as you were saying, it has to be right for the team and everything. But like, are there certain positions that you would like to see addressed? You know, if long you guys, snapper. Besides long snapper. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no. You know, I mean, we could all see like who's who's hurt. You know, where you guys have holes and everything like that. But um, I mean, how how much do you go to Howie and say, listen, we really need help here? Or, how does that work? Yeah, again, it's, it's it's a little bit of a fine line. I, you know, again, I look at um, you know our injury situation and who's coming back and, and where we are. I mean, I, I you know obviously you know um, you know you put put words in my mouth a little bit, but um, I mean you can point to you can say okay, D tackle. You know, I mean that's with the amount of injuries we've had there. You know, you look at that, um, but but honestly. Um, it, it, it it's it's a little tricky, um, you know, because because whoever if, if there's a move to be made, um, you know, the person's got to be it's got to be the right fit. It's got to be the right right timing. Um, got to be able to come in here and, and, and help us help us win and, and just add to our culture and, and add to add to the roster. Last year, you guys had the same record at the trade deadline, four and four. It was kind of seen as a vote of confidence from the front office that how he went out and made a move. Did that matter to, to the coaching staff of the players that the front office kind of had that vote of confidence in the team that they thought you know, this could be a playoff team? Well, it's always you know a sign of confidence when you can do that, um, and and you know bring in bring in somebody that can help you continue to win. And, and obviously, you know where we were last year, same same situation basically, um, and and you know. Where we are as a team right now, um, the way our guys have kind of hung together and battled through a lot of adversity the first eight weeks of the season, uh, we've battled injury, we've battled, um, you know, um, a lot of a lot of you know talk and, and things off the field. We've, we've fought through that, you know. So th- this team is starting to starting to gel and come together, and and so if we can. If we can add a piece, I think it's great. If we don't add a piece, I think it's great because because of the guys in the locker room, and and I think that's a that's a that's a credit to those to those men. All right, thanks. P G N.